0: The Taliban have seized four more provincial capitals and have completed their sweep of southern Afghanistan. The Taliban now control more than two thirds of the country, raising fears of a return to the brutal, repressive rule that it imposed before. Here is reporter Ian Pinnell. The country's second largest city of Kandahar fell after heavy fighting and the key southern city of Lashkargar was toppled this morning. In just one week, they've taken at least 15 provincial capitals, including most of its major cities. Video released by the Taliban purport to show their forces taking key strategic sites. One shows fighters at police headquarters in Herat, the country's third largest city. The Associated Press is reporting Canadian special forces are now being sent in to evacuate Canadian embassy staff in Kabul. Canada ended its military mission in Afghanistan in 2011, at which point 158 Canadian armed forces members and seven civilians had died. Robin Rickards is a retired corporal with the Canadian Armed Forces and a member of the grassroots group Not Left Behind, who is currently working to try and help get interpreters out of Afghanistan.
1: There was shelling in my friend's neighbourhood between the uh, the Taliban and the government forces, as well as gunship strikes in Kabul. So this situation is escalating pretty rapidly.
0: Meanwhile, Denmark's foreign minister urging Danes in Afghanistan to leave the country, calling the fast-evolving crisis a very serious situation. In the UK, the defense secretary criticizing the American decision to leave Afghanistan as a quote-unquote mistake that has handed the Taliban momentum. NATO, for its part, is meeting, but essentially is just left to watch now. Former Afghan ambassador to the United States Roha Rahmani Says Afghanistan needs the international community to return, to return now, to broker a political solution that will prevent a civil war.
1: This is the last chance, not only for people of Afghanistan to find a way out of this bloody conflict, but also for the stability of the region.
0: My next guest is a former minister and a former diplomat, Chris Alexander. Welcome to the program. What's your take on what's going on in Afghanistan at this point?
1: Well, your introduction is spot on. It's panic. It's fear. It is people hearing um, gun battles outside of their windows. It is people desperate to find a way to be safe. Uh, Most want to leave the country. That won't be possible for most of Afghanistan, nearly 40 million people. It's a country about the size of, of Canada. Imagine if we were overrun by an insurgent army coming from outside our borders, uh, threatening anyone who'd worked for the government with death, uh, ordering women to leave their places of work, they won't be able to work anymore, uh, forcing women to marry their fighters on the spot. And executing people in the streets. It's it's something most Canadians uh, would have no experience of, uh, but as we start to hear these reports, it's terrifying and it should be, I think, uh, galvanizing for Canadians because we and our allies were there uh, under UN auspices for a very long time. We care about this country.
0: And if you think of the blood and the treasure that has been spilled over the last 20 years, You talk about this uh, as an insurgent army. Can you talk about um, Pakistan's role here as you understand it? Sure.
1: And and I actually take back my term, insurgent army. That um, was one that was used for many years in Afghanistan. It's not exactly right because it implies a measure of local support. Um, This Taliban force is really a mercenary army. Uh, they are mounting an invasion of the country on behalf of masters in Pakistani intelligence, in the Pakistani army, who have been waiting for this moment for 20 years. They are the ones who attacked Canadians in Kandahar, the British and Lashkar Gah, Americans all over the country. But they could never win back Afghanistan for their proxies, with their proxies, while NATO was there. Why do they want to do this? Because They thought having the Taliban having a pro-Pakistani regime in Afghanistan for five years was a huge coup in their long-term rival with India. Now that Joe Biden and NATO allies are pulling out what was left of the mission, they see their chance after 20 years to return to power by force. Uh, And so it's an invasion. Afghans see it that way, and the international response should be treating it that way. When the Soviets invaded Afghanistan in 1979, there was huge international condemnation, sweeping sanctions. When Vladimir Putin invaded Ukraine only seven years ago, there was quite a rapid response sanctions. It stopped that invasion in its tracks. We need to start talking about this conflict in those terms if we want to finally uh, open the door to a better future for Afghans. Because as long as Pakistan, their neighbour, is lying in wait to invade and violate their sovereignty on this scale, there won't be any stability in that region.
0: Is there a political reason why the world is not discussing it in those terms?
1: I think exhaustion, COVID, isolationism, and inwardness in most of our countries. But there's also this. um, Those, not everyone knows, even Pakistanis don't all know what their government has been doing in their name. And the U.S., rather than talking openly about this and wanting to hold Pakistan to account, hoped against hope that they could get progress. They've been trying to do this for 20 years, failing at this for 20 years. The last hope was this peace process where Zalmay Khalilzad, my former colleague, the U.S. ambassador, brokered a peace between the U.S. and the Taliban, uh, by which the U.S. would leave and the Taliban would make peace. Well, the U.S. has left, there is... The opposite of peace, escalation, it's now time to drop the charade that the Taliban are independent or that Pakistan has behaved uh, according to international norms. You know, we've had international sanctions regime for the Taliban and al-Qaeda for over 20 years. Countries that are hosting them are supposed to be uh, applying these sanctions. Pakistan has floated them that whole time. They denied at first that they were there. Uh, now everyone knows they're there. That tool needs to be used. Pakistan should be blacklisted on the Financial Action Task Force because they're a state sponsor of terrorism. And the people responsible for this invasion should be named and sanctioned. That's the least we can do for Afghanistan, uh, as well as helping people who are facing down, soon to be facing down Taliban guns around Kabul in the coming days and weeks.
0: What's this, in your estimation? ever going to work a a western backed uh, a government that was you know trained and led by NATO and then to stand on its own two feet i mean i'm was that ever in the cards as something that was achievable
1: if Pakistan stopped interfering it would be achievable very quickly Afghans want peace afghans have been dealing with Pakistan's forever war for over 40 years. Uh, there is probably no other country in the world that has gone through a longer conflict because of armed interference by one of its neighbors. Uh, if we want a world that moves forward, that increasingly uh, has peace as a reality, as we've had it in this country for 200 years, we have to deal with these issues. And our Great failure in Afghanistan over 20 years was to put this off, to leave it to people who didn't understand the issue, uh, to not make it central to our efforts in Afghanistan. And if we have to do it now, then let's do it now. I've been part of a Twitter trend, hashtag sanction Pakistan, which has gone viral. Uh, This is what Afghans want. They've never seen people talking openly about this before. There are members of Congress in the US who are now saying sanction Pakistan. There are uh, MPs in the UK calling for the UN Security Council to take action. Uh, it's never too too late to do the right thing, even if we have to admit this should have been done much, much earlier.
0: Chris, thank you so much for spending some of your time with us today and helping us to further understand this.
1: Thanks, Alan. I appreciate it.
0: That is Chris Alexander, former Minister of Immigration, diplomat, weighing in on what's going on. In Afghanistan, as the Taliban now has moved in further, seizing four more provincial capitals and now completing a sweep of southern Afghanistan, American forces are expected to be completely withdrawn by the 20th anniversary of 9-11.